COVID hit and I thought, oh, 2020 is bad. And then 2021, I was informed I was getting a divorce um, on Super Bowl Sunday. And so um, I clearly remember the day and I thought, okay, I'm kind of at a crossroads here. I can either go get a big bag of potato chips and a clean box of Kleenex and curl up and feel sorry for myself for the next six months. Or I can say, okay, I'm going to power through this thing. I'm going to take care of myself, make myself the priority this next year so that I can get through and come out better on the other side. And since I do have a teenage daughter, I didn't think curling up and feeling sorry for myself would set a really good example. So I decided I was going to put the law of attraction into overdrive. One of my friends said, you did it. You came out better, not bitter. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello again, and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. I am so excited today. Um, now I know because, well, I have a guest, that's why I'm excited. I get excited whenever I have guests, but this one is, um, particularly amazing because as I have been working through like shifting mindset and like going through change in our business, I sent out an email and I said, Hey, would anybody like to be a guest on our podcast? Do you have a story to tell? And I got an email back from Lisa Kentner and she said that she, was an author. She wrote a book called A Million Little Miracles, A Common Sense Intro to the Law of Attraction. And I thought, whoa, I have to hear this. This is going to be awesome to learn from her. So I had the extreme honor of getting to hang out with Lisa and like listen to her story and her like journey through the law of attraction and writing this book. And it was amazing. And I had such a great conversation that I had to bring her on and share that same experience with you guys. So without further ado, Lisa, introduce yourself and um, tell us a little bit about your company because you're not just an author, you also run a business. So tell us about you. Okay. Thanks, Monica. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be here too. Uh, my name, like I said, is Lisa Kentner and I am a business owner. Um, I'm a mom to an overachieving brainiac who's headed to Georgetown this fall. Uh, we just finally decided, or she just finally decided this last week, and a published author, like you said. Um, my company, Marketing Instigators, helps small businesses, organizations, and nonprofits put consistent marketing efforts in place. And I kind of do that two ways, either by showing and helping them um, to do that or by doing it for them. And the people that I show, I'm kind of like rent a boss for them too. So I hold them accountable to their marketing efforts. And then the people that say, oh, I'll just go do my social media or do my email newsletters, then I do that for them. But the idea is to get consistent marketing efforts going because we know marketing is all about consistency. And so that's, that's my company. Um, it'll be 11 years in July that we've been in existence. And I love what I do. Um, so that's, that's a little bit about the business. I love how you call yourself a rent-a-boss. Um, there are so many folks when it comes to marketing because there's so many tiny pieces that you have to keep track of. 
And the consistency is so important that a rent-a-boss could be an amazing tool in your toolbox, I feel like. <laughs> yes. And I mean, I need a rent-a-boss too. So I have somebody that keeps me, keeps me on track too. So that's just one of the services that I offer. I think I use Airtable as my rent-a-boss, strangely enough. Like it's got all these alerts and I have it like sending me emails and stuff. So it's, yeah. Anyway, Airtable is pretty cool. So um, you do marketing and you, I know that you apply the law of attraction to marketing, but you came into this journey to authorship through a pretty um, inspirational story. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners, telling, telling them your journey of how you got there? Sure. It's kind of a long, um, what happened was um, COVID hit and I thought, oh, 2020 is bad. And then 2021, I was informed I was getting a divorce um, on Super Bowl Sunday. And so um, I clearly remember the day and I thought, okay, I'm kind of at a crossroads here. I can either go get a big bag of potato chips and a clean box of Kleenex and curl up and feel sorry for myself for the next six months. Or I can say, okay, I'm going to power through this thing. I'm going to take care of myself, make myself the priority this next year so that I can get through and come out better on the other side. And since I do have a teenage daughter, I didn't think curling up and feeling sorry for myself would set a really good example. So I decided I was going to put the law of attraction into overdrive and, um, power through the whole divorce and, you know, lots of people have been divorced, but it's, I wanted to come through it, um, with as much grace as I could. I knew the anger wouldn't help me and I needed to let that go and, um, just come out better on the other side. One of my friends said, you did it. You came out better, not bitter. And that was a huge, that's, that was my goal. And so what happened was the day I found out, um, I was, getting a divorce, I knew I needed to, I needed time to think. Um, and my parents live eight hours away. So I jumped in the car, my sister called them and told them what was happening. And when I jumped in the car, I put in a book on tape. Again, I knew I had, to, I was familiar with law of attraction. I'd been reading about it, but I was like, whoa, you're going to have to you're going to have to really focus here. So I put on a, the closest one I could find, and it was by Vanessa Walker about finding joy, even during difficult circumstances. It's the, the book's actually called make room for joy, choose hope and cultivate joy in the middle of life's most complicated seasons. And I thought, well, this is pretty complicated right now. So we listened to it or I listened to it. And it was just about during the bad stuff, good things will happen. And so I thought, okay, what's going to be good that's going to happen? And I, I thought, well, I won't have to worry about what's wrong. I know now what's wrong. Um, and a couple other things And the big one, this, and it sounds absolutely crazy, but I thought I'm going to buy the prettiest bedspread I can find when I'm divorced because he always wanted input and it was always beige and geometric and boring. And I wanted big, bold colors on a bedspread. So I focused a long part of that drive on the bedspread. I think it was just to keep me from going a little crazy. And so I kept picturing the bedspread and how it would make me feel and how fun it would be to come in and see this really bright, pretty bedspread. So I get to my mom's house, you know, eight hours later and I go in and she's upset, but I said, you know what, there'll be good things that come of this. And she's like, what? And I said, well, I won't have to wonder what's wrong now. Um, and I'm going to buy the prettiest bedspread when I get divorced. And my mom is one of those people that 
decorates with the seasons. She's always changing her stuff where I'm more of, I slap it on. And then when it wears out, I'll put something else out. So she said, Oh, you know, I think I bought a bedspread or I bought a bedspread a while back. That was really pretty, but I didn't like how it went with my carpet. And I don't think I donated because it was really nice. Do you want to go look for it? And I said, I sure do. <laughs> so <laughs> off we go to look for the bedspread in her really big uh, walk-in closet. And about the fourth bag in, we find this beautiful bedspread and it was prettier than I imagined. It's these big, huge flowers that look like they're blowing in the wind and it has purple, which is my favorite color and a really pretty green and cream. And it was really soft. And it was just, it was, I was like, Oh, this is beautiful. And she said, do you want it? And I said, I sure do. And she said, okay, one condition. And I said, well, what's that? And she said, I want you to put it on the bed as soon as you get home. And so um, that's what I did. And during the whole divorce process, when I crawled into bed at night, it was like I was getting a big hug from my family. And that's the law of attraction. You know, some people say, oh, that was just a coincidence. And I was like, no, I focused on that bedspread. I wanted it. I kept my head right. And then, I mean, what are the chances my mom's got the perfect bedspread for me? So that's kind of what started the law of attraction, these little stories that kept happening to me. And I was having coffee about a month later with a friend of mine and other little things that happened too. And I was telling her I was getting divorced and that all these things, good things kept happening. And I don't know if she said, you should write a book, or I felt like I had a book in me. And I was never one of those people that had planned on writing a book. And I thought, well, maybe because these things were just kind of amazing. And so she said, oh, I've got a friend, again, love attraction at work. She said, I've got a friend in Chicago who had gotten divorced and wrote a book and went through this program. You should talk to her. And I said, sure, why not? So she introduced us virtually. And we talked on the phone for about an hour. And then she gave me the name of Professor Eric Kester, who's at Georgetown University, running this program called Manuscripts, where they teach people how to write books. And he and I didn't connect initially. And then it was a couple months later, I thought I better go check out this program. I did. I set up a phone call with him, told him about my idea about writing it, just a common sense because I'm a common sense person. I'm like, I'm always asking, well, does that make sense? And so I wanted to give people just who are getting their feet wet, just a, a touch of it and make it simple and not get too complicated or too far out there and then give them little exercises and show them examples of things that had happened to me. And he said, that sounds great. And I said, but I don't know how to write a book. And he said, we'll teach you how to write a book. And so I signed up immediately that day for the program that started in February of 2022. And um, I did it. I wrote a book and published it and it's on Amazon. And so kind of a long about story, but it was all law of attraction and that's how it happened. Well, and since our initial conversation, I feel like I see so many more examples of the law of attraction at work in my house and in my life. And um, just like, Last night at dinner, my husband was talking about how, because we have a lake house, but during the winter, the lake level goes down like six feet. So our dock sits on the ground and I'm like, but I still love it because we have bonfires out in the cove and it's a safe place. And when it rains, the water comes down in a waterfall. And then I have a stream in my backyard and it's so beautiful and I love it. I love all the seasons of the year, even when there's not water in the cove. And he's like, well, Monica, they're just never going to fill the lake up again this year. And our house is going to be worth $200,000 less than it ever was before. And we basically have a shack next to a stream. And I was like, do not, 
manifest that like don't do it like i like i don't i don't know why you don't feel like they like they never fill up the lake until memorial day weekend but i'm like come on dude we don't need to manifest this type of negativity like let's stay positive about the fact that the water is going to rise i'm like if you make that lake empty with your negative attitude this is gonna be really bad (laughs) you're right it's all about focusing on what you want not what you don't want because that's what law of attraction is is kind of a universal law that um, what you focus on will be and you'll bring more of that to you so if you're focusing on the good stuff you're going to get more good stuff if you're focusing on the bad stuff you're going to get more bad stuff so and, and the more you recognize that, the easier it becomes to change and pivot when you feel yourself thinking negative. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, okay, so we've, we've kind of defined the law of attraction. Is there anything else that you feel like you need to add to what the law of attraction is before we start talking about ways that we can apply it in business and for nonprofits? I think one, the main thing is, um, to, to really make it work is if you're depressed, angry, in a rage, it's hard to manifest things that you want. So one key component to me is that you have to get your vibration up so that you can bring good things to you. If you're depressed or angry and trying to bring good things, it's much harder than if you're in a good spot. So you have to take care of you and find the joy in your life and focus on what makes you happy so that you can bring more good things to you. So it's kind of a two-part, it's focus on what you want, but you also have to be in the right mindset to bring those things to you. So take care of yourself, make sure you keep your mindset healthy, and then we focus on the things that we would like in the future, and those things can come back to us. Correct. And then I think every, a lot of people are familiar with the secret, the movie. And I think where the secret kind of stopped is it, it was sort of like, Oh, think about what you want and then it'll come to you, but you can't just sit in your living room, hoping for a million dollars and somebody's going to ding dong the doorbell with a million dollars. So you have to, the next step then would be, what are you going to do? What's your action plan to get to where you, you know, so you're bringing those things to you. It's not just wishing it's like, you got to do some work too. So that's the next step I think is, is figuring out what you want and then what are you going to do to help yourself get there? That is funny that you mentioned the secret because back in like probably 2007, it was like everyone in every group in my community was reading the book, The Secret, right? And mm-hmm. I remember this guy in my group was saying, I, I am going to get a hundred dollars in my mailbox. Like I'm, there's going to be money in my mailbox. I'm going to go out to the mailbox and I'm like, dude, this is not what this is all about. And so one day he did go out to his mailbox and he got a hundred bucks and he comes into the group the next day. And he's like, and I was, I looked around the group and I'm like, which one of you idiots put a hundred dollars in his mailbox? Like, come on. It's like, it's bigger than that. Friends. Like, Oh, $100 in your mailbox. Anyway, like that's funny. It it was and I was just like, oh, "Are you really helping him?" Like I really oh. So, um let's give some examples of how we can use the law of attraction for 
businesses or for nonprofits. You can talk about them separately or talk about them together, however you want to, because, you know, some of our goals are going to be, you know, working to make a certain amount of money or serve a certain amount of people. But then other goals would be attracting the right type of clients, um, the right types of volunteers. So, yeah. Okay. I've got an example that happened to me. When I first started my business, I had a client who was awful, Um, awful in her attitude, awful in what she expected. She didn't want to pay. I mean, she wore me out and I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to do this if this is what I'm going to have every day. And so then I thought, you know, wait a second, I'm going to focus on the, instead of complaining about this client, I'm going to focus on the type of client that I want. And so I took the time and I spent a lot of time on it and wrote down words to describe the type of client that I want. And so I had things on my list, like I want, I want business owners or organization directors that are smart. Um, I want people that are appreciative, people that can make decisions, people that pay their bills, people that have a sense of humor. It's like, let's have fun while we do this. You know, it's marketing's fun. So let's have somebody that gets it and can, can have put a fun spin on it. And so I made this huge list of things that I wanted from my client or the types of clients that I wanted. And since then I have not had bad clients. I don't, and, and part of it is I screen up front, but part of it is really, I think I'm attracting the type of client that I want because I focused on what I want. And I took the time to write it down and writing it down, your goals or types of clients. When you write things down, they're 42% more likely to happen. There's all kinds of studies out there. And so to me, that's a no brainer. If you're, if, you know, if we switch to goals, talking about goals for business, I have them write their goals down. And they fight me on it, but I'm like, I don't care. I push them to do it because, and then I tell them, okay, 42% more likely to happen. Why wouldn't you take the time to write them down? And that's a little clue too. If they're not going to take the time, then it's probably not going to be a good fit for us to work together. And so I make them write their goals down and I focus on the specific because a lot of times they'll say, I want to make more money than I did last year. And then I'll go, well, if you made a dollar more, then you did last year. Would that be enough? Well, no. And I said, okay, then be specific and make it attainable, but with a stretch, you know, you can't go too crazy or your mind can't, you know, wrap itself around that, but make it where, okay, this is realistic. And then I'm going to push just a little bit higher because I think, um, I think we underestimate what we can actually accomplish if we focus on it. So that's another way we use law of attraction. And I don't, tell my clients, Hey, we're going to use law of attraction. I just, here's what we're going to do. And here's the activities I want them to do. And then we take those goals. You know, when we talked about, you can't just write them down and hope they happen. Then we break them down into little daily goals and figure out what do you have to do? Maybe it's only two new appointments a week. Well, that sounds way better than however many new clients a year. So then that's kind of the next step is break it down. And then what are you going to do? What steps are you going to take to make that happen? So I'm using it all the time. And I think a lot of people are, they just don't know they are. Um, And then I think a lot of people think negatively and they don't realize they are. And so when you start working with them, then they start catching themselves on when they say things. And that's fun too, because they'll say, well, if this happens, I'll say, no, 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 when it happens, And then, so you just start talking to yourself differently, assuming 
that it's going to happen or that even better is that it's already happened. So what, you know, and you be grateful for that. So you say, Oh, I'm so glad my goals are met and I've got more money in my bank account than I need. And, and assume that the things already happened. It tells your subconscious that it has happened and it makes it easier to actually happen. If that makes sense. Well, and they say that when you are trying to make a change, you literally have to change your identity, right? And so by saying those things like they're already happened, um, I know I did not say that in a grammatically correct fashion, but by, but by saying those things inside your mind, like it's already happened, then you are allowing yourself to form this new identity over these new things and move forward in your life. And I, I love that um, with the client example that you gave, like you did the same thing that your friend was saying about your divorce, right? You, you were better, not bitter with right. that client. And we all have crappy people that talk to, I mean, we just had an, a client email us the other day and, and Stacey was like, I'm going to email him back and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope, we're going to give him two sentences because that's all he deserves <laughs> at this moment <laughs> is two sentences. One, if you would like to find another company, we'll give you everything that you need. And two, would you like us to move forward with this work? And that is the whole conversation. That is all we're having because we don't have to have those. Right. And we definitely had a point in Make Create when um, I'd had my second child and you know how like, I swear the birth of each kid and the additional responsibility of it really changes your outlook on things. But I said, you know what? I don't, I don't want to have to go to work and work with people who don't appreciate me. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. I will give up, like for the first time in my life, I felt like I was giving up something to come to work. I gave up staying home with my children so I could go to this job. Now I needed to make sure that this job was something that was worth giving up that experience for, right? Sure. And um, so we did just like you did. And we like wrote down all the clients that we loved working with. And, um, and then we started describing them at each and then drawing the similarities between them. And we were like, wow, these people, they all had these common threads between them. We should work with more people who are like this or in this industry. And that's just like, you know, defining your target market there. Um, so I think that's so powerful. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about um, is, you know, you were talking about how, when, um, when, when we, think inside our heads, we should be kind of future pacing. Like this is where we're going to be at the end of this. And you do marketing and you write for people. Correct. So tell me about how they can even use that, like in their content of their, of their blog or in their social media or um, in their uh, website content, for example. I, I think again, keeping it positive and who are they trying to reach you know, who's their target audience. So encourage them to do the same thing and figure out who your target audience is and how is this going to help your target audience and help them reach their goals. So it's just kind of like you're doing it for yourself and then you help your clients do it for them, for them. And then they help their clients and it just keeps going down, you know, to the next person or next level. And if we're all thinking more positively and thinking about the future and what we really want, we can help each other get there. And I think, um, you know, I always tell business owners to put it out there what you want, because 
you may run across a referral partner that you hadn't even thought of if you're ta- when you're talking to people that you're looking for this or that you want to accomplish this or you do that. I'm amazed if you tell people how the help just comes pouring in from sometimes not where you would think it would be, but because you're putting it out there and you're keeping yourself positive, it will come back to you. I know that when, um, especially for younger businesses or people who are establishing like a new service line, they write a lot of wills. We will, and you know, and, and I always tell them, no, you won't. Will you do? Like you do this, and right. we're gonna write it like you're already doing it, not like we will. Uh uh-uh. uh. And even especially because people will uh, write like that when they're talking about processes and services in their company, even if they're existing, because they're talking into the future. And I'm always like, no, 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 friends. We want them to be like, I am in this moment. I see what's going to happen. Not you will show up. No, I. Then we show up at your house, like, right. <laughs> like make it happen, right. make it happen. And it's, it's training your brain to think in that positive, you know, that it's already happened. So it's, that makes it much easier to happen. Then you're kind of clearing the path so that it, it can come to you or you can come to it or, you, you know, it meets in the middle. Now you have a lot of activities in your book that you probably experienced as you went through and wrote this book and, and it, it sounds like you almost wrote it for yourself, which is exciting, but um, tell us about just one of those activities. So people could get a taste of some of the things that they might experience. Sure. Um, and actually one of the, one of the people that went through the class, like the year before I did said, you write the book you need to read. And I think I really did. Um, and I knew going through that process, I had to keep my head right. And there's things that you can do, or if you're feeling, uh, you know, we all have those days where you're like, uh, I just, uh. and so one of the quickest ways to raise your vibration and to kind of take the fo- focus off poor me is to do a gratitude journal. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can take your kid's leftover English notebook, put it by your bed stand. And then every night before I go to bed, I write down whatever I was grateful for that day. And it could be, you know, the dog didn't have an accident today or, you know, the sun was shiny. It doesn't have to be, or I met this great person or whatever it is that, because there's always something good that you can find in a day. And so when you start focusing on the good again, then you're going to get more good. And then you go to bed with your head in the right place. And if you really want to, you know, again, put it into overdrive, do it in the morning too. Or in the morning, if you spend 17 seconds, thinking about your happy place or your, what brings you joy? If it's your child or the ocean or the sun, before you think about, oh gosh, I got all these millions of things to do. Take 17 seconds and do that. And it will change the trajectory of your day. So I think we're all worth 17 seconds and we can all, we all can pull 17 seconds out of our day, carve that time out so that we have a better day. And so I think, you know, I'm always telling people 17 seconds, that's all it takes. So that's, those are kind of two, the gratitude journal and the 17 seconds are the two easy. I mean, that's easy. It doesn't take any money. It just takes a little bit of time to do it. Yeah. It sounds like you could totally fit it into your day. If you were not, so I think it would take some discipline to get folks into a habit of writing down the gratitude. Do you, does, do you think it would work as well if you just like, 
thought about it before you went to bed, like give yourself an additional 17 seconds before bed or like had a conversation with your family about it at dinner. One of the things that when people are being like real crotchety at our house at dinner, because, you know, kids be hungry and they say mean things when they're hungry. Like last night we got home and Ellis was just like screaming in the kitchen and my, and I was on the, so I went to the patio and my husband's like, what's going on out here? And I'm like, I'm just avoiding the kitchen. (laughs) So we sit down at dinner and we'll be like, what was the best thing that happened to you today? And everybody has to say it. um, And it's like, it's a good like reset. Do you think something like that can be powerful or does it have to be written? Because you have said that writing is really important too. I think if you can either, I think writing's better, but Mm -hmm. if you're trying to like maybe help your kids learn how to think better, that's a great way to do it. So, um, and talking about it with, it kind of makes it more valid too, when you're talking about it with someone else and sharing it with someone else. So I don't think either's bad. I just think something about writing things down, it sticks in your brain better. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can't get somebody to write it down, then yes. And I think talking about it at dinner is perfect. You know, there's all kinds of studies about how good having dinner is with your kids and how it helps them and all that. So, but then focusing on what was good about that day is like frosting on the cake. So neither is bad. I like the writing, but if you can't get some, you know, you can't, you can only, people have to want to do it themselves too. So if they're not going to write it, you're probably not going to make them. But if they'll talk about it, that's one step. And then at some point they may do it on their own as far as the writing. I think like from a business perspective, like, so after we defined who we wanted these clients to be, like be like, then we went to our own community and we went to like the chamber directory and we literally made these posters that we put up on the walls of our office of companies that we felt like emulated the values that we wanted to work with. And so we put them on the wall. And what was crazy is within like a week, one of these companies had called us. And we were like, it's not crazy. That's law of attraction. And you guys were putting it, assuming it's already done and putting it. I mean, that's like a perfect example. So it's not crazy. People will tell you it's crazy, but it's not. And it's not a coincidence. That's like law of attraction. That's it. And then the more you do that, the more signs you will recognize and the more it will happen to you too. So that, I mean, that's an awesome story. That's, that's law of attraction full tilt. I mean, it really is. Well, and it's just us. We didn't know it, but we were following your directions. We said, we're going to be better, not bitter. Like let's, let's figure out what we want out of this. And then we, you know, broke it down into those smaller pieces, defining the clients, and then we'll get going so far as to making a list of the humans that we wanted to work with. And that's what you're saying. Like you have to see it and then you have to do the homework. So that way you can really see it. And then you could expect to find those great results. Um, if you keep focusing on being positive and, and, and it's weird because it might not come through the way you thought it would. Like, no, it does. Right? That's the thing too, with law of attraction, you kind of have to have that leap of faith that it will work. And I think that's where a lot of people like, well, this all sounds hocus pocus or whatever. But if you're, what's the worst case, if you hope that it will happen, a lot of times what happens is something better comes, but before that better comes, sometimes something not so good happens 
but it's to clear the way for the good stuff. So looking back, you can go, oh gosh, like my divorce, not a fun time, but I would never have written the book without it. And I'm, I'm at peace and I'm happy. And so, so that's part of it too, is sometimes you think something's bad, but really it's clearing the way for what you're really after. So as long as you can stay positive and recognize those signs, a lot of times you'll get those little signs when you're in the midst of, ugh, but it's a little sign shows up and it's like, I always felt like I was getting that. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Here's a little sign to keep you, you know, like a little bread breadcrumb on the path. You're on the right path and just keep going and it will be okay. And even usually that's like, better than the thought. Well, even like your example, you were on the drive and you were like, I'm going to focus on this bedspread. And you probably thought I am going to be independent and I am going to go out and I am going to budget and I'm going to buy this bedspread and it's going to be great. And then you get to your mom's house and she's like, actually, I have a bedspread. And <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, that might not have felt like exactly what you were going to do. But then you had this added benefit of feeling like you had a hug from your family every time that you slept underneath it. So it's yeah. like, sometimes you just don't know how it's all going to come together, but it comes together the right way. And it's having the faith that it will come together. That's the, you just have to, it will come together. Maybe not the path that you expected and you don't know the how, but we're not to worry about the how it's knowing that it will. Well, and some people I think may have put the brakes on and been like, you know what, mom, actually I didn't buy this bedspread and that's what I had in my head. So it doesn't work for me. Right. But instead you allowed yourself to accept this gift from your mom and from the universe that was like, Oh, look, it's spread. And I know it, you know, it's, it's a bedspread, but really <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole lot. Yeah. It's the symbol, right? Just right. And it's the start of the book. That's like the first story in the start of the book. And then just a bunch of other things happen that were good too. So that's so awesome. And the bed's well, still on my bed. I'm going to have a hard time getting rid of that bedspread. See that? Maybe someday it can go in a guest room. Like, I maybe. thought about it. I'm going to take, because usually what probably will happen, I have a, a dog. And so sometimes he's up on the bed. So I think what I'll do is cut one of the big flowers out and frame it in a picture. So I always have the flower in a picture. I, I've, I thought about that. I'm like, what am I going to do when this bedspread's no longer feasible, but that's what I'm going to do is put it frame part of it. It's a hard decision whenever you have something that you love. And then it's like this big thing. Um, my, my childhood blanket got my youngest daughter just decided it was hers. So it was just all ratty. And, and then, and she loved on it for a few years. And, um, and I was like, I have to reconstruct this thing. And my husband came downstairs into my, it's, I call it my craft kitchen. So he came downstairs into the craft kitchen and I've got a bottle of Jameson and a pair of scissors in my hand. And he's like, what is happening down here? Cause he's looking at the blanket and looking at the scissors and looking at the booze going, what's happening? And I'm like, breaking out. <laughs> blanket, but, um, I'll put it back together and everything was fine. <laughs> That's a great story. It was a moment, believe me. But I knew it could be okay because Stacy had sent me the video and that she told me I could call her whenever I needed her to make sure I got that blanket right. So, <laughs> okay. So anything else that you want to share with people about the law of attraction before um, we close out? No, I think there's a lot of books and there's a lot of resources out there to learn about it. Um, 
and really just focus on keeping yourself and your mind positive and keeping doing the things that you love to do. I think a lot of times as moms, especially, we're always worried about what everybody else is doing and we sort of lose what, you know, sometimes after the divorce, I'm like, well, what really brings me joy? I had to, your kids obviously, but then what, that's your kids, what brings me joy? And so you have to then get back to what brings you happiness and focus on that. And then that'll help keep your head right too. Take that time for yourself. And if you're new to the law of attraction, you could go on Amazon and you could get your book, right? And it's called a great idea. A reminder, a million little miracles, a common sense intro to the law of attraction. Um, Okay. So where else, so you can find it on Amazon, but where else could people find you? Maybe they need to rent a boss. Who knows? (laughs) They could check out my website. It's um, marketinginstigators.com. And, um, you know, if they have an interest, I, if somebody's looking for some marketing help, we do a free consult. And so they would just, they would need to answer some questions before we would talk or meet. Um, but they can go to the website and kind of see what I do. And if they have, they have any questions, give me a call or shoot me an email. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having this amazing conversation, sharing your story. It's always a big deal to like, I would say, show, show your belly button, you know, <laughs> But I'm sure that there's so many people that learn from that and hopefully they can go forth and use the law of attraction both to have a more positive outlook, but then also to grow their businesses and their organizations. So thank Thank you you so much much for, for having me. It was, it was fun talking with you. I appreciate it. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, you know what to do. Go forth and market with purpose to get a copy of the show notes and all those links that we just heard from our guest, head on over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. And of course, I had to tell you the things that all podcasters are supposed to tell you at the end of their episodes. Like, if you thought this was awesome, you could subscribe. And then I would like get to tell you when I have new stuff for you to learn, and new episodes, and new people to meet, new stories to tell. Oh, and of course, I would really love it if you left a review. So head on over to maycreate.com for those show notes, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com, or maybe even contact my team about building that next website. We can do it for you. And we even have our Better Than DIY website program that teaches you to plan and build your own website. So head on over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. I'll meet you over there.